And welcome back, audience people, to another week of fun and fantastic comic book news with your favorite comic book podcast, us, the First Issue Club. It's me, Caitlin, Budget King, and Mike D, all in our respective homes, not touching our faces, fastidiously washing our hands, and staring out the window and wondering, what's life outside like? Why do the birds still sing? Why is the sun still shining? What's the purpose of it if we can't go out and enjoy it? What is the anyway, purpose of it? We're here to talk about comic book news because there's not really any new comic books coming out for us to cover. No first issues. We have a lot of issues, but none of them first appearances of comic books of any sort or any kind. <laughs> I've been muttering to myself most days, thinking, when should I jump from this third story window? But today is not one of those days where I think about that because I was going to meet up with my favorite people in the world to talk about my most favorite thing in the world, comic books. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Hi. We're, we're doing great. That's are- wonderful. I'm excited to see you all from our uh, Zoom headquarters. <laughs> Everyone looks cheery-eyed, bright-eyed, and ready to face the day. Yes, we're all facing the day today. As we face the day every day. <laughs> how how is uh how's Corona been for you guys? Good. Solitude. It still sucks I have to go to work every day. Yeah, that is nuts. Yeah. Still crazy. It was crazy two weeks ago and it's still crazy today. Yep. It only uh, it only gets crazier every time. The going to the grocery store is the most anxiety inducing experience. And I hate it so much. Do you have an outfit that you wear? Like gloves or <laughs> mask or anything? No, my mom just uh, brought me a fabric mask that she made. Oh, cool. Wait, you actually go to the grocery store? Because I just do the like delivery stuff. Fancy Budget King having <laughs> groceries delivered. They Do they, do they drop them to your, off to your house? Uh-huh. What, uh, what chain do you use? Well, I use Instacart, and I know that they didn't treat their workers that well. We tipped them an insane amount. I, I decided it was like hazard pay. So the person <laughs> that at least did it for us seemed to go well. Okay. And, and uh, Target, when you're a red card member, you get some discount, and then they can deliver it to you, or you can do pickup. All right. Maybe I need to switch to that. Do you think that's how we're going to get food in the future? I think a lot of things are going to change in the future, and this has been one thing for me, I guess, is that this is easier than going to the grocery store. <laughs> I hate going to... Th- I already hated going me to the too. grocery I store. I absolutely hate it. And they do the, like, they do price matching. They, like, say, this thing's out. Do you want this instead? Yeah. And I'm like, I hate doing that. Thank you. Like, this is yeah. awesome. So, yeah, I guess if you still have a job after this is all done, people might switch to that. I don't know. I kind of like going to the grocery store. You do? Yeah. Do you throw... I, I like... I throw on like a earbuds or whatever and listen to like a podcast while I'm while I'm like grocery shopping and then I feel like mm-hmm. I'm always bumping into people the entire time. Oh yeah, no, I don't feel like that. Okay, that's good. It's nice. It's serene. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like my own little Zen garden going to the grocery store. I don't mind when it's like I like to grocery shop at Target because I'm like yeah, I'm gonna also look at some like clothes <laughs> <laughs> or, bi- or big that's wheels. My problem. I don't. <laughs> I don't mind going, but I always regret it afterward. I'm not a good, well, 
most people would assume I'm a good budget shopper, but <laughs> I'm, you know, my budget throne <laughs> only applies to <laughs> different budgets. <laughs> yeah, no one knows this, but your throne's made of <laughs> CBS receipts. <laughs> yep. So life in Corona. It's we we're coming up on week four for us in quarantine, and um, it is at least we're adjusting. I'm adjusting. I'm I'm getting in like a groove of it. Um, I'm not saying I'm enjoying it. I it is definitely strenuous, but I think that there is it's livable. There's a light at the end of the tunnel in some ways. How much longer do you think we got? I think we got six to eight weeks. No, I'm not having that. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh yeah, that's not enjoyable. But that's my prediction. Sometimes I do this when I run too. I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta run ten more miles, and I only got like two. So that that way, like mentally, I'm like. Oh, whoa, it was only four weeks? Okay, now I feel so much better. Are you still keeping up with, like, exercising and running and stuff? I'm gaslighting everybody and myself. Um, yeah, <laughs> I have I have been, which has been good. Like, just part of my mental health, I guess. But I've been doing a little bit of workout outside when the weather's nice, a little running away from people. Some people don't observe that. And uh, But I don't know. This week, last week was my birthday, and I took a little break off. Just hung out and organized comics for a couple of days, which was amazing. I did the same just it, like this past week. It felt I like spent a couple of nights just cataloging stuff and making more labels and stuff like that. It felt like taking the best shower of my life. I was like, <laughs> I know where everything is. Yeah. I'm missing Powers of X number two. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I ordered it on eBay. But like, and then I watched like the whole season of Ozark while I did it, so it was good. Yeah, we um, still haven't watched that show yet. It was great. I finished. We finished Outsider, which is uh, produced by Jason Bateman. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, he does another show." So I just started watching that <laughs> show, <laughs> and it was really good. It was awesome. What was that face, Mike? I was trying to secretly drink coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I made a face like, I'm going to sneak it. I thought it was like, you heard something and then bad. You blew up my spot. <laughs> oh, speaking about blowing up somebody's spot, uh, Drake released a new single last Friday. Was it good? I haven't heard it. I didn't like it, but <laughs> it's cool that he was in his feelings. So those aren't my favorite Drake tracks. Think about this The Weeknd dropped an album. Childish. Which was phenomenal. Can we talk about that for a second? That loved, album was phenomenal. I loved it. I I thought it was amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, I I think the singles stand out better than the album, but like it was really good. And I yeah. don't I don't necessarily like get down with his like oversexed like narcissism, but as a character in this album arc, it worked. Like as a bad guy character, I thought it was. Yeah, cool. I think it definitely is like character driven, like pseudo R and B. 80s hits yeah then childish gambino released an album and thundercat released an album which was fucking awesome i haven't listened to thundercat yet i listened to the childish album and there's a few songs on there that blew my mind they were so good i yeah i really liked it the second time i listened to it the first time i was like what am i listening to here <laughs> yeah i someone explained it to me that he like just changes genres every two albums just because yeah, he. I guess that's how he gets his creative juices going. Um, Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails, released a new album. So, two? Two albums, yeah. <laughs> Mike looked at us like, is that even newsworthy? 
And Pearl Jam did too. They did release an album, yeah. I mean, everybody's just coming out with. I'm glad we're getting content is king, as they say. Welcome to first <laughs> album club. <laughs> yeah, but do you think we think when we go on music, people are like, "Fuck it, that's not why I came here. Stay on, stay what you know." I think so. Yeah. All right. Well. Well, to some extent. Yeah. I I, I get it. I don't want people like I I wouldn't want like. The guy who washes my windows. I don't have a window washer, but like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You have your groceries delivered. That's what he does full time. That's a job. A window washer. My boss said that she had one. That's why I thought of that. Uh, yeah. Okay. My, my grocery delivery person. I don't want him like telling me like what they think about comics for an hour. I'd like yeah. to talk to him. Why would you want to treat him like a human? <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to relate it in metaphor. Didn't Drop really off my pears and leave, please. <laughs> they actually do want him talking to me about comics for an hour. So yeah, you know we what? do. So, fu- so fuck it. People want to hear just about music. Just six feet away from me. <laughs> um, we, well, we got news hits, right? A yeah, lot, so this of... is going to be a little different episode. Like I said, up, up top, we don't have any new comic books to cover, but the comic book world is just fraught with New news, uh, daily almost. Okay, so here here's something I want to dive into because I don't completely understand it, and maybe you guys can can explain it to me a little bit more. We have overreported on this idea that Diamond is not going to deliver new comic books, which for and most publishers are not releasing. So for most people, that means n- no comic books are being delivered anywhere, which I think is the case. Then this thing called Comic Hub which is like an app and like an online store, I think, basically says, hey, don't worry. We will be able to side deliver a comic, all these comic books, and allow your people that would buy them to read them digitally through our app if they purchase through our app, and then you can sell the bulk of those comic books to them afterwards. And like we'll, we'll figure out the revenue or something like that. Did you guys hear about this? I have yeah. not heard a thing about that. Okay, so, well, it's probably good you didn't hear about it because I think that that was the answer. That was the magic bullet for, like, a week. And then a bunch of heavyweight local comic book shops are like, no, nah, we don't sign off on that. There's a bunch of things that's not going to go right when you do that that's going to mess with our mojo. And then that's developed a cascade effect of all the local comic book stores being like, no, we're not going to buy into that. And so then it... It has not gone off, and they're not going to do it. No. Yep. It got terminated in about a week. So do you know any other insider knowledge about that? Not really. I mean, it it almost sounded too good to be true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of like, uh, oh, this will save the comic book industry. Like, not only can you purchase digitally, but if you purchase digitally, you can also get your books in physical form. Like, Everybody wins, and, and for the and, 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 and there's like there's no, no upcharge, right? Possible. There was like no upcharge w- either, right? Yeah, no. It was basically <laughs> yeah. just like this weird uh, thought of just like, hey, you know, buy it, get your cake and eat it too situation. Like you get digital and physical copies, which from a from a re- re- retailer aspect makes zero sense. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I think that the flaw in the system was having to rely on local comic book stores to like buy in and be the delivery mechanism. It's not that absurd to undercharge for a new product knowing that you're going to get volume of service. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, 
Uber does no, that. No, but I guess, but their thing was you buy digital, you get physical for free. Yeah. Which is a buy one, get one, which I, is not I'm smart. S- I'm saying that that's a crazy idea. It is a crazier idea to think that all local comic book stores across the country were going to buy into this idea and make it work, is right. my, my opinion, I guess. Also that you're going to have people who, like, I'm sure in Kansas City, um, let's say hundreds of people buy Batman 92 and you show up to your shop and you're supposed to get this free copy and they don't have it. Like, how does that work? People are going to be pissed. It's going to be a terrible customer experience everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So that didn't work. There's still other things that are happening that are trying to work out in the world. DC is trying to do something where it's like 100% returns in the next two months or something like that. And then discount to retailers. Have you guys seen any of these like things that have been happening? No, but so what you're saying is for the next two months after they come back, DC's offering what you don't sell will buy back at 100% what we sold it as? Yes, which sounds nuts. Sounds, yeah, awesome. It does, but think about this. It's kind of like what the government's doing. And maybe I'm, I don't, I'm not an expert on, well, I am an expert on budgets, but not an expert on, <laughs> on financials. Uh, you essentially have, like, if you're a small business and you apply for it, you get a forgivable loan, which I think means you don't have to pay it back. I thought it was just no interest. Uh, there is a no, the interest rate is, is, is none, but I also think there's a forgivable loan. I could be wrong. I was talking to somebody that was applying for it. It's, it's very convoluted. So well, then I'd like a couple <laughs> forgivable I, loans, a couple free monies. It can't be that easy. There's no way that it's that like. But I, I think, think a so. lot of people are are jumping in, being like, "We'll like we had all this money in reserve. We'll go ahead and like front it because we want the business to keep going and stuff." And so there's a lot of people spinning wheels trying to figure out the comic book thing. And like, I don't know what it, what was it like for you guys not getting comic books last week? Terrible. A little surreal. I hated it. It was like, um, obviously, I'm lucky in that I still have a job and everything. Um, and so I feel like kind of a dumbass complaining about not being able to get comics. But it was part of part of what really made it set in for me. Like, I'm somebody who can work at home a lot and already worked at home anyway. So my lifestyle um, just honestly wasn't that different. And then these things that have been a part of my life every week for like the last 10 years, <laughs> uh, like it just not happening one week was, was really weird and felt like a, uh, a hole. Like I've been ordering boxes online and other comic book supplies to like rebag and board old comics. And like we mentioned earlier, reorganizing my comics and, um, I've been all over eBay. I'm watching. I'm 40 minutes left on uh, Silver Surfer Limited Series 1 and 2 from 1988. And I'm the highest bidder right now. Uh, really? So I'm, I'm buying all kinds of um, little things on, on eBay that I've wanted for a long time. Partly I'm thinking like I didn't spend 50, 60 bucks at the comic shop. So... Yeah, that, 
I'm going to spend it on eBay getting comics I've like always, <laughs> always wanted. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that was super weird. It was also weird just not being able to be like, oh, what's hot on Wednesday? Like, what are people talking about? Yeah, um, that's what I miss the most. Just the fucking comic book talk around the water cooler. Like, what new stories came out? What happened in Thor or Justice League? And what new characters showed up? That was really kind of a bummer for me. Yeah. What I also think, though, I think there's a huge majority of people, not majority, but a, bi- a big amount of comic book people who didn't give a shit. It didn't affect them at all because they're like, just like all trades, all just like trying to be like, yeah. oh, what what else is there like in, in the world and stuff. And like one week of like new comic books, they were just like, oh, I probably didn't even think about it. We've been buying through Comixology to try to get rid of the impulse in the cover buys that we've done for a while. So it really didn't, I didn't notice it as much as I would have, um, especially if we didn't do this podcast, I probably would have been, it would, it would have been a little bit more unnoticeable than it has been uh, before we started buying digitally anyway. So I wonder if that, I mean, the experience of not going into a shop, if people weren't doing that regularly, I, I doubt it has changed much. Yeah. How much of it is it for you, like the fun of just going into a shop on Wednesday? Never. I don't like shops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I get some endorphins, like the commerce experience of like buying the thing I love. I, I like, I get my heart when I pull into the parking lot, like my heart races a little bit and I like get excited about the purchase I'm going to make and stuff and to get that feeling every week. I mean, I guess I'm an addict. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about that before. Yeah. We all are. It it feels good. So, okay, let me drop this quote on you. They were saying essentially like it, I was reading this article that's speculating on like, you know, local comic book stores are going to have a problem, right? When, when things come back around, and they were like, the whole system of comic books weekly published is designed for people who are already buying to to remain loyal. There's no system in the development of comic books to get uh, new people, new buyers, or to get lapsed buyers. That That's not like part of their market strategy. And the point that they said was like case in point variant covers you literally never hear a new person buying comic books also interested in variant covers <laughs> unless they've stumbled onto it they didn't know and they just saw it yeah we're like oh i like this one yeah exactly they just like the art and yep. like for some reason and i don't know why i that never hit me and i was like fuck that is like totally right the variant covers are 100 percent all about like the in market and not like expansing expanding the market yeah that's true i guess i see new people on uh instagram who are like you know my journey with comics yada yada and uh i I feel like one of the people attached to artists first and writers second it seems like and once you attach to a cover artist and start seeing variants, I think it's it's kind of easy for new people to kind of get into that. Yeah. Do you? Re- I always I- saw variants as like 
an extra thing for people that just truly enjoy collecting comic books, which they are. I mean, like you could look at it like it's some kind of stock to be sold and bought, but really it's people who maybe have found an artist they really connect with. And then when they find out they're doing like a variant cover, they get really excited because, you know, they get to purchase another piece by that particular artist. And I think that that, that's the interesting thing about comic book reading is that it's like, it combines art, art appreciation and reading with collecting. Like, it's not just like, it's not just like stamps. It's not just like whatever it is. Baseball cards. Shoes. In some way, right, I yeah. mean, you can wear shoes, but all the shoes that people collect are not meant to play the activity that they're bought in, right? I mean, um, and yeah, baseball cards, things like that. But here, like, you also get the great story, and that kind of just like adds this layer of like complexity to the whole magic of comic books that I didn't. I mean, like, for instance, like I was this whole week, I was like organizing comic books in between meetings, and I was like late to one meeting because I was like, oh, I bet I could combine this run here. And I, I remembered that I had this weird like cover <laughs> and stuff. And it's like, I just like, it, I, I loved the idea of just like looking at my collection. Right. And seeing it and like reminiscing. So, well, I mean, comic books are kind of like movies in that aspect of just like, you kind of know what film you're going to get when Steven Spielberg is attached to a film. Just in the same way, you know what kind of comic book you're going to get when Jason Aaron is attached to a project. Yeah. I mean, but in some ways, like, are you, there's, there's a part of me that's in the back of my mind where I was like, I have fucking a whole closet just full of these boxes. And like, that was never going to stop. That's never going to stop growing. No. Does, does this help me? (laughs) (laughs) In what way? <laughs> like, is if, if I can't buy more comics, then is it just like, okay, I, I guess I can maybe... Are you st- better for it? I can step back from the reality and be like, maybe I don't need to own the physical ones of all of these that I like sometimes don't, don't even want to go back and read because I think they're valuable. I doubt it. Because you and I and Mike D, we all like going to those secondhand stores to flip through old boxes. And I think we very much are part of the group that's very tactile and likes to hold the issues in hand yeah like i i've read books digitally it's fine it makes it easier to carry and store but there truly is nothing that beats holding a comic book of whatever age and just flipping through it yeah and honestly like i'm a cover like i love covers i love just like looking at covers and like i don't know or buying based on the cover like that's a great experience (laughs) it really is and like hunting them down and then finding one at like a price that should it shouldn't be at it's like a lower price yeah. than what it should like, yeah that rush is unbeatable yeah when my, my but i've si- never done drugs so <laughs> i have nothing to base it off of so i mean that's like the news of of the day literally we could go through every single fucking publisher every single one of them scout awa bad idea which i didn't even know about really um boom all these things they're doing so many crazy things to like eight do either charities or like release like limited stuff for like local comic book shops. Like the comic book industry is coming together partially because they need to try to save it. They need to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They need to repair the boat that's sinking that they're in. Yeah. But there's like, there's deals out the wazoo. Now's the time to buy comic books. If you're going to, if you're going to get into it, like and collect and come out, I I hope that in some ways that happens, that there's like an overabundance of like people are like, yeah, I guess I want that thing. Are you guys rooting around on eBay for deals? I was a little bit. 
one one thing that I'm doing, and this kind of gets into like what we're reading or whatever. Um, but I was like, I'm gonna take a time this time to like pick a a lesser known like superhero, or not lesser known, but just like a superhero, and try to like read their canon to like know everywhere that they've been or whatever. So I was mm-hmm. I was gonna take New Warriors, which I know that's not lesser known, but like I don't know anything about New Warriors besides like a handful of stuff from the '90s that I really liked a lot. I don't think a lot of people know a lot about New Warriors. So I bought the whole lot of it. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> For like 45 bucks because there's not one single key book in it. <laughs> How many issues? Uh, I was like, I bought like one through 76. God damn. So, Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah. And then I, I did like, I like the aesthetic of Night Thrasher. I've talked about that a lot before and i was like just like the how much he's like so like 90'd out um it just like really fascinates me so i just want to know like where has this character gone and what have they done um it might be fun to cover like that on on the on the pod too and just like we each pick like we go deep on like some superhero like glob or something like that i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm down for some glob talk yeah i mean glob never had his own run so it makes it harder like Mr. Sinister crossed my mind too, as I was like, "What if I read everything that Mr. Sinister was in?" Yeah, maybe a lot. I think it's always a lot, but I think it's like doable with like digital and stuff, or like when it's like there's not keys. Yeah, some of those old Chris Claremont X Men books are so wordy too. Yeah, did you see? I think, I think you'd be like, "What did I do?" It's <laughs> yeah. like they're so like convoluted and confusing. I mean. Yeah, part of it. I'm thinking I, this is a different thing, but where do we, where does this podcast like put the new music in to be like? Now we're talking about books. <laughs> do you guys, are we just in it now? We're we just talking about books now. I think we just roll with it. I mean, okay, this is a potpourri episode, everybody. I like yeah. it. I mean, this might be the new. If people, people, some people just want us to chat. And like, just do that, and not and not go in on like new books and, yeah. and shit like that. Well, we um, did we did get some listener questions in on the Twitter because <laughs> they knew we weren't gonna be able to talk about anything. I love that. Do you want to? Do you have them like queued up or anything like that? Uh, I can get them queued up. Do you want to? Do you want to go around and say like what we're reading and, and stuff? Is that interesting? I mean, we yeah, kind of sure. kind of already talked about it a little bit. I can go first if we want. Um, I I had to catch up on Teen Titans, which is like one of the few DC runs that I like stay up on um, with uh, Crash and Lobo. And then it went into like a whole bunch of other things. So, um, um, and then Saga, I had not, I realized I, I reread the entire thing because uh, I got the omnibus. I realized the only book I had not read was the very last one. And I thought there was like five I hadn't read. Um, so I just read the last one and it's a pretty heavy book though. Like where, where saga ended, um, was, was a lot. It was very emotional and, and good. If you guys haven't read it, obviously it's like the most read comic book ever, but I just like <laughs> fell off a little bit when it was like around still being published and I just hadn't gotten around to reading that book. And I was like, I forgot everything. So apparently all I needed to do is read the one before the last, but it was, it, it's good. And then I realized like, Although it's a space opera, it's really about like what's like what is love, what like mean, or like it's also like a little bit of exploration about um 
what is taboo or like, what do you like, there's so many like little like things we could dip into about what is saga, but like it, it really became not about space because there were so many weird planet references that it's like really tough to be like, what fucking planet are they on now that they're like escaped to previously? Cause they weren't on this planet. And it's like, you don't need to know any of that. It's about the family staying together and like who loves who or things like that. Right. I'm not spoiling anything for you guys. Am I by saying any of that? Okay. To me, that just seems like it's a, I know it sounds dumb to be like, it's about love, but it's like, it's a, it's really explores the idea of like, what does it mean to like, cause it goes through like time. Like yeah, they don't have a kid. Their kid is six. What does it mean to love your partner for six years? Yeah. I think that's an accurate description. I can read about love. I can get, Get get all emo. I'll read the shit out of love. I fucking love love. I love the fuck out of love. If you well on, on the same tone of love, Caitlin and I just read the first trade of Sex Criminals. Yeah. Oh, it was the first go round for me. Fuck and I yeah! Was super excited. Um, I go. That's a book that I'll just dip in and out because I loved it so much. So I have like no idea where the story went or didn't. same. Yeah didn't go like um you loved it though right yeah i think there was a perfect pairing of matt fraction and chip zadarsky the sex tips in the back are pretty good too uh (laughs) the all the things that didn't make it into the bathroom stall when she's like trying to teach her her high school friend is like yeah this one's called brimping it's like well i don't so I don't understand how these people's brains work, but <laughs> so it's those amazing. those who don't know the premise of it, although it's also a very heavily read book, it's uh, these people that can stop time by orgasming. Yes, and, and so they decide to go on capers. Yes, and they got to orgasm to be able to perform those capers, and everything is is hilarious. There's the, a, go ahead. I was going to say the hook in Russian Doll. Are you guys familiar with that show? Yep. I could not watch like i didn't get it i don't think i i agree i know mikey liked it but i it didn't it didn't get me the hook in that show was very much so the hook in like the hook in sex criminals where somebody's got like a weird power or ability or something and then and through a weird series of circumstances finds finds that there's another person yeah that makes sense yeah so I, I enjoyed that parallel in it at least there's okay i remember because i mostly stayed up on sex criminals which is still going um because they have these like ex- sex criminals is still going yeah 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 um I, know that. I did not know that yeah it's ongoing how, how long ago did it start four years ago dang maybe even five that's one yeah that's one i would want to have like um volumes or an omnibus of yes worth it um i got one of the sketch covers <laughs> i don't know if you heard about those caitlin i, hunt, I think I hunted so. so i think hard when we them. were at your place once you ha- yeah. were showing us or something yep we they're pretty cool mike and i were pretty into sex criminals when it first came out so we have a bunch of like of the weird first variants and stuff like that that they did all these, these crazy weird variants on their number ones because they didn't really know how big the book was. So they just kind of fuck, fucked around. Yeah, they did like seven or eight printings. And by the what, <laughs> like the eighth, by like the eighth <laughs> printing, I think 
they just had like the subject line from an email on the like a screenshot yes. <laughs> grab of an email on the on the cover and it was just like want to do a book where like coming stops time and then there's just like a quick response and it's just like yes in exclamation points or something <laughs> that one that they did where both of them were holding the book like they were proud parents is one of my favorites looks like yeah. a, tim, a tim and eric pose Yes. And I think there's one where it's just a picture of the book in front of a stack of other comic <laughs> books. <laughs> they're, they're hilarious. That, that, that comic book is awesome. But like, so anyway, I would just, I buy the X-rated covers whenever that's an artist that I like and they're like, get all crazy sexy and stuff like that. But so one, I was just like flipping through and it's like, this reveal is like this guy's in a stall and like out of his dick is like a genie popping out, <laughs> like a, a ghost genie. I'm just like, man, I can't wait to figure out how that comes to be. <laughs> I, I think I mentioned last week that I'm reading a Hellboy omnibus and I'm loving, loving, loving it. Um, I'm most of the way through that. I read uh, all of my comics from two weeks ago, um, just over the last day and a half, because um, I finally, I, I mail ordered them because our shop's closed ahead of the stoppage, but um, I'm caught up on those. I'm glad to report that Hulk 750, a landmark issue, was done just how a landmark should be. It was like... It kept with the normal story and didn't like break into something odd. Uh, but it also was epic. It was something that had like circumstances for the story. Um, was really wild, was mega sized. Uh, I, I couldn't be happier with, with how that issue turned out. It was so good. Um, Folklords. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm excited Wrap, to, to catch up on it. Up. Yeah, so I, I won't say anything about that, but I loved the last issue of it. It was very good. Crowded, I'm still reading. Basket Full of Heads was fucking phenomenal this past week. Uh, one thing that I'm stoked for was Road to Empire. Oh, came yeah. Out yeah. This past week. Yeah. Yeah. And Empire was something where I, so I love Al Ewing. And I'm pumped for the event, but I don't. I didn't know how pumped I really was because it's like Cree and scroll stuff, which has classically been a no-go for me. But this book was based around the family from Meet the Scrolls. Oh, cool. I, that I was, if you can see them in the Zoom yeah, there. Yeah, They're yeah, in like yeah. the middle of the cover in that circle. But they were... It was so cool to revisit those characters and have them in a different set of circumstances. Mm -hmm. And then the story like blows out from like their small world to like something with universal implications. So I, I can't wait for empire now. That's awesome. I told you. Yeah, I have <laughs> I <yeah>. told you. <laughs> I really haven't had the chance to like, aside from that Hellboy book, dip back into my you know, backlogs or explore something new that I've been wanting to do for read for a long time. But man, Hulk 750 got me so jazzed. And this Al Ewing run has done such a good job of like bringing back every Bruce Banner um, alternate personality that it really wants, makes me want to go back and 
read way more Hulk books. But obviously with there being 750 of them and a lot of them being, you know, pre-70s, <laughs> those would be some pretty rough books to read. So I might start from mid-70s on. Well, you do realize we're in the middle of a lockdown, <laughs> so yeah. you got nothing but time, brother. Yeah, right. I, I went back and read the first two volumes of Paper Girls that we had, and now I'm feeling like I might just go ahead and start the Name of the Wind books over again, because what the fuck else am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we can Mike, just... if, you're, if you're like super intrigued about Empire, I have the like the collected trades that is like the precursor to this for like the Celestial Madonna. Oh, yeah. Which like gives the back background to what's going to be happening happening in Empire if you want to borrow it. Oh, very cool! Yeah, definitely. I can use my drone to deliver it to your house. <laughs> I'll be waiting. I'll be I sitting like, on my front porch. I feel like we're going to have to do a lot of drop offs and trades during this period of time. I have so many fucking trades that I would love. You do to, love to you do. Get. Your trade collection is bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> I always like thought of it as like a mini library, and I'm so bad about getting them back. Like I, so many people have my random ass trades and stuff, but I would love to share and like do a reading group well, if, and stuff. If I ever took one from you, I would have to do. We could work it like a library because I'm not comfortable having too many things of somebody's. So I would just wait until I brought my original loan back before i could take out another one from <laughs> budget king's library <laughs> um but yeah i mean I'd, I'd love to like we should definitely like switch up some stuff and like there's some there's some random shit that i really really like love and would love to have other people read and talk about well i one thing that i need to look more into is like image does some bound books that are maybe three four comics long that never get released as floppy copies um i think virgil was one that i bought a few years ago that was really good and i don't i really don't think those sell that much or get read as much as they should they're really high quality uh books typically and i've got a handful of those that i would love to get your guys take on I'd like, yeah, I hate, I hate that. having these things that I've re read and then I can't talk to literally like anyone totally. about what they were like. The other thing that I, that we could do too is Chris Ware, the guy that did Jimmy Corrigan, like smartest guy in the world or whatever. Yeah, he did. I love an, that book. He did another book that took him like 15 years to write. Um, that's like just came out this year. Um, that is called Rusty Brown. And I'm like halfway through it and it's fucking awesome. And it's like insane. So we could do something like that too, where it's like people are probably just now finishing that book anyway. So it's like still super timely. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, people suggested uh, on our social media is that instead of first issues now, we can cover trades like a first trade club. That's not we bad. basically just do what we did right here. We just talk about trades that we're reading. I love that idea. Able to catch up on. Yeah. Maybe we just like throw a trade around and stuff. There are like, I was kind of doing a deep dive on like freebie shit, like comic books that are like worth money. There's so many, like there's this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that was limited from the opening of the Mall of America in like 2013. And it's like, who the fuck kept that and then slapped it? <laughs> Speckers. I guess. Yeah. But there's like so much random shit like that. Wait, the Mall of America opened in 2013? No, no, no. It was like a... They debuted Shop the, opening. Yeah, or something. They they, they oh, debuted okay. the comic there. I don't know what the fuck it is. But 
I wonder how the Mall of America is doing now. Bye bye. Say bye. If you like the Mall of America, go ahead. Say bye. Say bye to it. (laughs) Bye bye. It ain't coming back. Say bye. (laughs) Bye bye. (laughs) You guys ever been there? No, have you? Yeah, I've been there once. Snoopy Town or something. Um, Snoopy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I don't remember the food food court. I went to like a hat store. There's an amusement park in there, right? There is, yeah. Yeah. As a person who likes malls, it's a pretty good mall. But it ain't going to be around anymore. You Are you going to be a mall walker when you grow up? Yeah. I've already... That's like... That's like <laughs> my brand. That's my brand, 101. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I would do it right now if it was kosher. If it didn't look like a fucking pedophile doing it. <laughs> cruising malls is the fucking bet. That, cruising isn't the right word. But just like... No, it is. <laughs> just walking around like you own the place before the stores are open. That's the best fucking feeling. <laughs> Jaunting the mall. I'm just walking. Then Why didn't want to be outside? I like the carpet, the way it feels on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a dildo. <laughs> my friend sent me a dildo and then and the for my birthday. And then I was like, this is oh, just like yeah, stay busy inside. <laughs> Milk your prostate. Like, it's good for so you. So far inside. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just, I was like, I felt like a 14. inside. I felt like a 14 year old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, I'd never seen, I'd seen them before, but I assumed they were bigger. Like this was not like a giant. Was this your first time holding one? It was it's like, not a one size type of thing. Yeah. There are bigger ones. I know. Yeah. yeah. So this one was like, uh, let, let's, let's just be honest, much bigger than my than mine but (laughs) not as not as monstrously big as i thought it would be and it was like um purplish and kind of like sticky didn't seem very clean like clean um and it stuck on wondered like what the texture is if it's like that what it was stress head type things do you know what i'm talking about (laughs) it's like kind of weird and like Uh, it felt like um one of those do you remember those like um those like gooey hands that you slap onto things. Yes. 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 <laughs> so that's it kind of had the like? texture of skin. That's not think, skin. No. It's my gecko skin. <laughs> you don't have skin that feels like that. It is. It's empowering to hold and wiggle. And like it's. it's so <laughs> does Heather know you got this in the mail? Yeah. Yeah. I was sticking it on like things in, like, I, in, in, a, in our oh, kitchen. Oh, it's a suction cup one. Yeah. Yeah. And I made some videos and then like, but then I had to hide it. Because we didn't you want started our... in OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so I... king in his big burly <laughs> cock. Yeah, and I also like. I didn't want to. I mean, the videos I made. I've obviously people buy this not to be comedic. Like they enjoy it, and I didn't want to be uh, shaming. Disrespectful. Yeah, disrespectful or shaming that in any way. But it is. It is fun to have and look at, and I. I enjoyed. The purchase that got sent to me. <laughs> if anybody else wants to send me dildos, I will. I'll have fun with them. Just a cabinet of dildos. Yes. Does it have a suction cup on the bottom? It does. Like stick it yeah. To something. Yeah. 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 Weirdly, how, the balls are like how? Not, how much suction does it get? Oh, very. It's, yeah. It's very. It gets and it can suction on anything. Like not just glass. Anything if that's me flat. going down a rabbit hole of tentacle porn and hentai wasn't enough to tell you that I'm very <laughs> curious about all of these things, I just need you guys to find out for me and then send me information. <laughs> that's fine. Um, anything else? As far as I know, I think we handled it all. Um, I think it's fun. I got some ideas for us to do 
in the coming weeks, Greg and I kind of talked about, and we kind of talked about on the show, so we can, we can hash that out. But if we want to close out, let's do that and get the recordings and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's it, everybody. That was an episode of First Issue Club. Another quarantine episode. We'll be doing these for the next, presumably, six to eight weeks. If you don't like that, join the club. <laughs> the First Issue Club. I mean, yeah, and I think you don't need me to close out on your little closing thing. <laughs> no, but, no, you're good. But we don't, I think we tried to not be a talkie podcast. To just be like, we're going to shoot the shit and just talk because we think people like you, like ourselves, like like us or whatever but like i have fun doing it and talking about like comics and like if you like this format or whatever and it's like working for you let us know and we'll do more of them yeah and if you need more structure we'll get back to it we are here to serve you Mm. mike d yeah send send more uh questions for us because we'll spend one of the next couple episodes answering those so if you hear when you hear this, tweet at us. Let us know what you want to know from us, and we'll answer some of those things. A listener mail episode. I love it. Oh, a mailbag episode. I love that. All right, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. Wash your hands. audience people i just want to thank you for listening especially tim who tweeted us asking us if we were going to do an episode today and we are and we love you